What's going on, folks? Welcome to Kick Weekly with Tim Wheaton, the kickboxing and Muay Thai podcast breaking down all the latest fights and news in the world of kickboxing and Muay Thai. I appreciate you being here as we are coming off a monumentally important weekend. We had a huge one championship showdown between Rod Tang and Superlek, and of course, it's filled with judging controversies, fandoms going wild, and all sorts of different exciting stuff in a quite an exciting fight as well. It's already got more than three million views on YouTube, not including the live viewer numbers. So it is an absolutely awesome fight. It was a really exciting one. And let's break it down round by round. Let's talk about the judging controversy. Let's talk about fandoms and everything else going on here. So let's get into it. Superlek versus Rod Tang. Honestly, it was very unfortunate leading up to the fight that Superlek had missed weight by such a large margin. Five pounds is significant. 1 or 1.5 pounds over, that would usually mean they tried and failed to make weight, whereas 5 pounds is like they didn't even try. Not the coolest thing to do in the biggest fight of one's life. Did it make a difference in the fight? Yeah, probably. You didn't have to be drained leading up to the fight uh, and came in 5 pounds heavier than your opponent. I think that's certainly a factor to consider when you look at how this fight played out. Superlek and Rod Tang had both struggled uh, to make weight over the past 24 months or so, so one of them was bound to miss weight here. Um, in the end, the two men agreed to a catchweight non-title bout for three rounds rather than five rounds. So that's absolutely awesome. I'm glad that they had agreed to a fight. Uh, last week on the show, we had predicted that this would largely be an ugly fight that takes place mostly in the clinch and that Superlek would win. While this is almost exactly what we did get, I did not expect Rod Tang's stock to go up in this match in the course of the bout. Like his, I'm more of a fan of Rod Tang now than I was before. He took on someone who outweighed him. He accepted the disadvantage and still went to war. It was a very fun and close fight. Uh, also, apparently, like he takes this stuff seriously. He loves this sport. Apparently, he was in tears after this match and was simply inconsolable. You know, people in the fight community are not chill. So it was a close fight and the community went wild. Some people claimed it was a robbery and Rod Tang deserved to win, while others claimed it was a blowout for Superlek, a dominant win for Superlek. Truly and honestly, neither of those things are true. It wasn't a blowout and it definitely wasn't a robbery. It was a close fight and it was a fun fight. Superlek absolutely deserved to win though. Admittedly, I scored it for Superlek the first time around and every viewing since then, it gets a little bit closer to me seeing how someone could potentially score it for Rod Tang. Um, okay, if you picked Rod Tang to win in this fight after watching all three rounds, I'm not going to argue with you. That's fine. I think Super like absolutely won. He landed more overall. He controlled in the third round. We're actually going to get to the scoring in a minute, but I think we're missing something here when we talk about fight sports and fighters and stuff like this. I think people need to look past their fandoms and to view fights for what they are. Fandoms make other fans dislike fighters. By being obnoxious, you are working against your very cause. Seeing a group of obnoxious and toxic Superlek or Rod Tang fans does not make anyone join your purpose. You are just being a dork. You're just being a jabroni. Think of any fighter that you like or dislike in combat sports. I would bet you anything that you don't dislike that fighter. I bet you dislike their fans. Think of some of the most hardcore fandoms that we've seen in combat sports history, whether it's back in the day like a Vitor Belfort or a BJ Penn or a Badr Hari or whatever it might be. 
those fighters are pretty cool and do some neato things in the ring, but their fandoms make you want to dislike that fighter. So honestly, if you are a major Superlek fan or you are a major Rod King fan, calm down. Just take a second. Get rid of your fandom ideas because the fight itself was a major success. Think about the condition combat sports outside of the big show has been like internationally for the past decade. Outside of the UFC, there's some headlines here and there, but not like it was during the Pride and K1 era, or not like it was even during Strikeforce and Affliction. Essentially, outside of the big show, there's not much going on. Yet here we are, a weekend that included the UFC, one championship, Bellator, and some other stuff. One championship headlined with some 135-pound fighters who didn't speak English. And this weekend was completely dominated and won by one championship. They took all of the headlines. And thus far, like I was talking about, the fight itself has been viewed more than 3 million times in just a few days. Five days, 3 million views. Not including the live viewers. For comparison, the Sugar Sean O'Malley knockout from last month in the UFC is at 9 million views. Superlek and Rod Tang have done a third of that in just five days. Think about how significant this is. The Sugar Sean O'Malley knockout was one of the biggest moments of this year in the UFC. And one championship is over here with a Muay Thai fight, two fighters who don't speak English, 135 pounds, and they're kind of, they're right there with them. They're doing a great job. So don't think in such poor terms about if your fighter won or lost. Because can you not see this as a victory for the sport you love? Don't be a toxic fan. Keep the gate open for new fans. It's a great time to be a fan of Muay Thai. There's so much amazing action going on. There's so many incredible fighters that there will be new fans coming into the sport who don't know very much. They've never heard of Samart. They've never heard of Segat. They know Sanjay and Buakau, and they know Rod Tang. But you need to welcome them in and help them. The bottom line is, if you're in a fandom of Rod Tang or Superlek, calm, calm down. Just shut the hell up. It's, it's, it's a great fight. Just enjoy the fight for what it was. If you really think your guy deserved to win or you think the other guy really deserved to lose, go write it down in your journal. No one cares. Let's get to, let's get to the fight itself. Uh, the opening round, really fun back and forth trading. You can see that Superlek snapping kicks were quickly making a difference. Rod Tang was trying to catch the kick and return, just like we had talked about last week. His elbows up the middle were really beginning to make a difference, and at 90 seconds in, we can see how important the clinch is going to be for this fight overall. The fight genuinely could have been stopped due to that insane cut uh, that was on Superlek's head, but what a major letdown that would have been. Uh, Superlek was uh, dodging in the direction of Rod Tang's body, and Rod Tang was able to get some tight elbows on the inside because of that, and began using wrist control, because if someone has wrist control on you, it's very hard to actually get your body your elbows and arms up because your opponent can feel and push back as to what you're going to do. So he began the wrist control very early in this fight, uh, even from a great distance away. But the elbows of Rod Dang in the first round certainly sealed the first round for him. No argument there at all. In the second round, Superlek was getting way more aggressive and began stealing initiative throughout this round. He began landing kicks in combination and using his heavy elbows uh, to set up clinching and set up other things. Rod Tang landed some elbows, but Superlak was landing things in combination. He was muscling and kneeing in the clinch as well, using wrist control, and 
all these things in combination, the wrists, the clinch, the elbows, uh, the kicks on the outside, this really began making a difference for scoring it for Superlek. Uh, with a series of knees and elbows, Superlek scores a knockdown. And now we really get into some controversy because, look, if you're watching it live, it certainly looked like a knockdown. Only in the slow motion replay does it get kind of questionable. Like the elbow almost looks like it doesn't land, but it's really hard to say. I'm not really confident one way or another to say whether that was a knockdown or not. Of course, Rod Tang questioned it. He always shrugs it off. Like he did this in the stadium scene a bunch as well. But look, look at the bottom line. Let's say Rod Tang wasn't knocked down. He was struck and then slumped in the ropes. If he wasn't knocked down, then what was he doing slumped in the ropes? Do you know what I'm getting at here? Have you ever been conscious and slumped away in the ropes in a fight? You know, he got hit and then fell away into the ropes. Okay, okay, so that's fine. So let's say it's not a knockdown then. I think Rod Tang fans are missing a point here. Let's say that the same sequence still happens and it's not a knockdown. Round two still goes in the direction of Superlek. Even without a knockdown, he won that round, especially considering that sequence landed. That was a pretty hard sequence. After that point, Superlek continued to control the round. Round three is where it's a split for fans. Almost everyone agrees on round one and round two, but round three is where things start getting absolutely wild. Uh, Superlek is dodging, landing, and controlling in the clinch. Rod Tang has some good moments. He is landing great elbows, but overall, Superlek landed more. I, I think some people don't know, um, like, none of us really know one's judging because they haven't made it overly public in the last little while here, but I can tell you that all strikes are judged equally. So a leg kick isn't less important than a strike to the head, is what I'm getting at here. Knees in the clinch are scored evenly as elbows to the head. It's only looking at damage that the strike overall did. Um, so yeah, Rod Tang probably did land more to the head, but that's not scored higher than knees to the body. If you think Rod Tang's elbows were more effective than Superlex strikes to the body and to the leg, that's okay. I'm not going to argue with you. I think ultimately Superlex showed over the course of three rounds that he was the better fighter. I am more confident in that now. Of course, then we get into the peripherals of like the weight cut, all this stuff, how much that played a part. I mean, now Rod Tang is apparently injured, blah, blah, blah. And there's lots of different things that you can point to. I th think in a rematch, Superlek would still win the fight and probably win the fight even more dominantly. By the second and third round, he seemed to be figuring things out where Rod Tang seemed to be fading away and was having less luck. So Rod Tang was still throwing a lot of the same things that he was throwing in the first round and it wasn't working, whereas Superlek was constantly evolving and changing his strategy to figure out what works. When something didn't work, he would stop doing it. And then he'd find something that does work and he'd keep doing that, whereas Rod Tang was staying on the same strategy. But, I mean, Superlek has the kickboxing title. Rod Tang still has the Muay Thai title. I, I, I don't... I know one championship wants to because you got to strike while the iron is hot. Right now, Superlek and Rod Tang are capturing headlines, so they want to do a rematch. I get it. I would prefer to see Rod Tang versus Takeru. It's a blockbuster fight. It's, you know, it is organizational champion versus organizational champion. It is sport champion versus sport champion. It would be top of a generation versus another top of the generation. It would be an incredibly important and exciting fight, but I understand why one championship for their pocketbook is looking a little more closely at Superlek versus Rod Tang 2. I mean, you got everybody from like Joe Rogan and all these other people talking about it here. Strike while the iron is hot. I understand it. 
but I would prefer the Takeru versus Rod Tang fight, personally. Uh, aside from the main event, the one Friday Fights 34 live from Lumpini Stadium was pretty awesome. The Sexan fight was absolutely awesome. The Mung Tai fight was absolutely awesome. That was amazing. Just an incredible fight. Uh, the Prajanjai kickboxing bout, absolutely surreal. Uh, there was tons of fun stuff on this card. If you put the one Friday Fights on from the very first card and watch all the way through to the end, you're not going to be disappointed. I think every fight brought something exciting to the table. But if you just want to watch Super Lek versus Rod Tang and you haven't yet seen it, what are you doing listening to me? Go listen. <laughs> Go watch the fight and come back. Why do you listen to me for 25 minutes if you haven't seen the fight? Grow up. <laughs> uh, upcoming this weekend is a one fight night 14. Uh, this is going to be headlined by an interim Adam White MMA world title featuring Stamp Fairtex and Ham Siohi. Um, Stamp is tangentially related to strike sport as she came up through the Muay Thai scene. Um, uh, Ham Siohi is a veteran MMA fighter who has captured world titles in every single organization that she has competed in. Ham Siohi uh, has a much better... Look, Ham Siohi is a better MMA fighter, and I would confidently say that if I was confident that she was still in her prime. I genuinely don't know if she's still in her prime where she was four or five years ago or even before that. Um, it's possible that she aged up quite a bit in that amount of time. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I'll be watching. It's an exciting fight. Also, the strawweight Muay Thai world title will be on the line in a champion versus champion bout as Alicia Helen Rodriguez will look to become a two-division champion in one championship as she faces the towering Swedish champion Smila Sundell. Uh, you also have an atomweight submission grappling world championship, um, strawweight special rules bout between Zhang Jingnan, who is the MMA champion, will have a boxing fight against an, uh, a Muay Thai fighter. Uh, this is against Nat Drunzak. Lightweight Muay Thai with Dmitry Menshikov will meet Rungrowi. That'll be a really fun fight. You also have Asa Tenpal will face Rambolek. Come on, that's such a good fight right there. That's going to be such a good one. I definitely recommend checking that one out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Also this weekend, we are getting into the RWS Finals live from Raja Damnern Stadium. This is booked for Saturday, September the 30th. Uh, check out the website and all that sort of stuff to try to find your local time. It should be live on DAZN in any country. It will be free on YouTube uh, if you are in Thailand. Now, this has the final in the lightweight division, which is 135 pounds. This is going to be Lemnam Moonlek fighting Samingdat for the final for 3 million baht. Also will be the final of the female bantamweight division at 118 pounds. This is going to be Somrat Sami fighting Nong Prajin Luxai Kongdin. And we also have the final of the super lightweight division, which is 140 pounds. The veteran Kapitan, he's going to be taking on Nung Lan Lek Jitmwangnong. It's going to be a very exciting fight uh, up and down the card. Make sure to check out the finals of the RWS. Let's get to the news as we had a few bout announcements in the last little while. Due to an injury, Tawen Shai will not be defending his title against Superbon. Instead, at one fight night 15, Tawen Shai will face Smokin' Joe Nadawat in a kickboxing bout. Also, Jay Overmeer versus Chico Quasi has been added to Glory Collision 6. This is going to be a welterweight showdown. Folks, this is it for this week's Kick Weekly with Tim Wheaton. I appreciate you joining me for all the kickboxing and Muay Thai news, talking Superlek versus Rod Tang. But I, I really importantly, I want to know your thoughts on the fight, particularly after getting some, hopefully, hopefully you got some perspective from me talking about, you know, 
don't be such a fanboy, just enjoy the fight kind of thing. I mean, look, I, I'll tell you honestly, we're at the end of the episode, so you know it's just the hardcore boys listening. It's just the hardcore bad boys. It's just the hardcores in here now. What's up, hardcores? End of the episode kind of kind of talk now. Being a hardcore fan of Superlek vs. Rod Tang, I get it. They're awesome. Be a super fan of both. But being a super fan of someone in combat sports overall is a good way to get your heart broken. Because fight sports are really hard. You have to watch your fighter go through the highest highs, and it's for a minute. And then you have to watch them go through hours and hours and hours. What feels like hours and hours and hours of them getting their ass kicked. Think about how Badr Hari fans feel. <laughs> Look, my favorite fighters of all time are guys like Ernesto Host. You know, that one worked out pretty well, actually. My favorite fighters of all time, let's say, is Vanderlei Silva, Shogun, Fedor. Their eras of them getting their ass kicked may have been longer than their eras of greatness. You have to suffer so much more heartbreak than you do of success. So you have to expand out and just love the sport. And I know that sounds exciting, like less exciting. It feels like a little cop out that I'm, uh, I'm skirting responsibility here or something like that. But just, just love this sport for what it is. There's so much great Muay Thai, kickboxing, and MMA out here to love, and sumo wrestling if you're into that kind of thing, or shoot boxing if you're into that kind of thing. If you're a nasty boy. So yeah, that's it. Hey, I'll talk to you next week.